0: Welcome, one and all, as Fantastic Geek reflects upon the forthcoming fifth and final season of Star Trek Discovery. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always,
1: is Pete. Ahoy, Pete! Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Talking today, this fifth and final season of Star Trek Discovery, coming to Paramount+. Plus. We now know, not just in 2024, but in April of 2024.
0: Before we dive into that, Pete, first a little a little look to the past, look to the future. Uh last weekend we previewed What If season two. Uh looking forward to that nine episode run. Uh and just a reminder that on our social media we do have our schedule up because we're going to be doing one or two episodes a day every other day or so since the series is uh coming out nine
1: days in a row. Yes, and they have adjusted from the info we had at the time of our preview that the Christmas theme episode will actually hit on Christmas. Uh, So that'll be fun. And uh, you can catch our preview on both our pop culture feed uh, and our Marvel movie feed um also i noticed matt on disney plus which does a really lousy job of promoting um it's marvel legends they have a whole episode up now all about what happened in the first season of what if so if you haven't watched that and you want to get into it and you don't want to watch the whole first season although really like the first season uh you can check that out or it could get you ready after of course you listen to our preview uh, and Pete, though it's not formally
0: on our podcast schedule at this point, pop culture fans are reminded that uh, Rebel Moon is coming to Netflix this Thursday, December 21st at 7 pm Pacific, uh, which of course means you know most people in the more populous eastern half of the country will probably be in bed at that point. But uh, Rebel Moon. Pete, I'm looking forward to it, even though reviews are
1: terrible. I hear it is horribly derivative. Uh, This, of course, the theatrical cut, we're already promised uh, Snyder and, uh, you know, fully uh, expansive over-the-top cuts. Um, But I'm looking forward to meeting characters like Marth Dahl with, uh, you know, two... um, laser uh cutlasses and uh san holo uh a, a scoundrel with a heart of gold uh
0: there was a review of rebel moon a kind that had a kind headline uh coming out of the bbc and i was like oh let me click on it because it, maybe it's an american thing we're dogpiling on making fun of of you know of Zack snyder um and you know the second paragraph goes on to say what a novel idea that early in the movie they go to a cantina which is a uh you know has has scum and villainy and in it somebody wants to book passage on an old freighter to another planet and there's a fight and somebody loses a limb i'm saying oh my goodness maybe the stories are true all i know is this pete i'm watching the theatrical release i'm looking forward to the snyder cut of part oh, one
1: on your small screen you're gonna watch the theatrical release on your small screen i oh. just want to want to affirm that it is in theaters right now apparently and yeah um i am
0: okay with all of this experiment i know some people are like Zack Snyder. you know some of the snyderites out there zach snyder has been uh duped by netflix listen Zack Snyder had a certain vision, and I think that Netflix said, "Can we do one that's PG-13? That's a little more. That can can we do one version and another version? Since hey, Zach, you like to do multiple multiple versions anyway." Pete, nobody was saying with the Lord of the Rings trilogy that did the exact same thing—the theatrical edition and the extended edition. No one complains about that because for some people. They like the one versus the other and so forth. And I'm I'm here for the whole thing, even if it just does descend into copy-paste craziness. Look, Zack Snyder movies are always interesting to look at. I'm going to watch it over Christmas break, and I'm going to sit there with a cup of cheer and some crackers and some cheese. And I'm going to watch me a new old Star Wars movie. I mean, Rebel Moon movie.
1: I I'm interested to see how far they lean into ripping off directly what's come from other franchises done better because oh i pitched a star wars and they wouldn't hire me to make a star wars so i'm gonna make a star wars but back to star trek matt why people are here in the first place strange new world season three started filming this week thank goodness um no idea if they're just filming for like 10 days and then they're going to give those people a chance to be with their families or if they're filming through the holidays.
0: Look, one of the many weird takeaways during the dual strikes was reading articles in Hollywood reporter deadline variety where it was like the general sentiment of the producer class of the studio executive class saying, what do you mean this strike might somehow, you know, like here's the long and the short of it. In Hollywood, people like the extended holiday break that in the first week of December, everything wraps up and you go everybody goes away for a month, whether it' goes home for a month if you're a lower level worker or you go to your stad skiing or whatever it is. Welcome to the real world, those people where maybe you might need to work a little through the holidays coming off of a long period of normal people in the industry not getting paid for not working. Now Pete, do I hope that strange new world's the cast, the crew, everybody gets to spend the holiday, you know, h- holiday time with their families. I'm not saying work every night through Hanukkah and then work all day on Christmas and New Year's, whatever, nobody don't even stop for a champagne toast. Sure, take some time off, but I certainly hope the plan is not like, well, it's December 20th, time to wrap it up until January 20th because we all need a break. No, some of these people need don't even worry about us uh, on the consumer end. Don't even worry about when this this product comes out. Some of these people, Pete, just
1: want to get back to work so they can make money doing a craft that they enjoy. Well, we know when we're going to get uh, Discovery, hopefully a little later next year. Uh, I know you've floated the idea that we could be in a Part A, Part B situation with um, Strange New Worlds. We have um, both season two of Prodigy coming in 2024, as well as a fifth season of Lower Decks. So more Star Trek coming this, as we've got the uh, casting ramping up for Michelle Yeoh's section 31 movie, as we've got writing continuing on the Starfleet Academy series, which could conceivably have some holdover, of characters, given that it's set in the same time frame as Discovery. Well, Pete, before we dive even further into
0: the current state of Star Trek, I know you would like to give a heartfelt request to
1: our listeners. I would, Matt, if they would so patiently uh, attend. So uh, many listeners are aware I have uh, taken an interest in screenwriting, and I've had some super, super... Uh, small success in terms of uh, being recognized uh, particularly for the script I wrote called uh, Reconstruction which is basically my Star Trek uh, which is about a civil rights leader um, and the meaning of the title is that her social media is used to reconstruct uh, the moments of her life as a the United States slides closer and closer into the, uh, second civil war. Um, so it's, believe it or not, a, a hopeful story again for me, much of the influence from Star Trek. Um, but the reason I'm speaking to you now about this, uh, so one, I'm 48 years old and I live in New Jersey full time, which is kind of difficult to drop everything and leave for Los Angeles where 99% of screenwriting happens. Uh, two, I am eligible for something called the gray list. The second annual gray list uh, will come out in early 2024. This is for screenwriters uh, over 40 with an unproduced Project. This is a mean a means of generating buzz for it of getting it circulated um, So anyone can nominate me. Uh, I have been nominated. It is a uh, Popularity contest. So the more nominations I get the greater the chance I get on this list and uh, my work will be uh, circulated between studios between agents between representatives and lead to hopefully more opportunities uh because i'd like to eventually be able to make some of the stuff you guys watch and um i i believe in myself to the point where i can be uh you know uh competent with that i've had people validate that work on another list on the blacklist uh which takes tv pilots Um, I have a score of an eight out of 10, which puts me approximately in the top three and a half percent of all screenwriters. So yeah, um, there is a link for a nomination, um, that we're going to post to our Patreon page. And then because the nomination asks for certain pieces of information, we're going to publish that information so you can literally copy and paste and and put that in to the google form uh and then press go uh the one piece that's open-ended is who you are (laughs) and then uh why you're nominating the script and i'm i'm giving you uh kind of a a little uh window here i'll i'll put an additional piece there in the little script we give you uh but i want to thank you for even considering um particularly star trek listeners fans who uh would understand that uh this vision is similar in nature and uh yeah just uh thank you for your consideration
0: and certainly good luck pete and i will just uh reiterate that that's uh gonna be uh the easiest way the easiest way to place this information uh is on our patreons no this is not a not a, a patreon passing the hat moment just a way where people can find it uh, open to everybody patreon.com slash fantastic geek and all that info is going to be there before this podcast even posts so uh, thank you one and all and let's uh, let's rally around Pete here and Pete bringing things squarely here to the world of Star Trek since the last time we spoke discovery it was funny I went back I listened to our our um, our march podcast um which was after um the 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 final season uh announcement had been made um and it was just funny listening because we had no discussion about if there would be some sort of minor work stoppage uh and certainly we were not talking about the state of paramount so pete i'm somebody who intensely dislikes that whole wall street financial news cycle of everything um but somehow It makes sense to me when it's about the entertainment world. So really quickly, I just want to recap the current picture here. Paramount, Paramount Plus, Paramount Studios are both part of Paramount Global, which includes like CBS and Nickelodeon and BET and a bunch of cable stuff. They're all owned by National Amusements, which owns a bunch of other stuff, which we don't need to get into right now, including movie theaters. They are not in good financial shape, period. Uh, Terrible credit rating wall street is not happy with it paramount is the smallest movie studio in town etc cetera, etc cetera. so skydance which is a company i think people are kind of aware of makes stuff they had a hand in star trek 09 and kind of kelvin verse stuff they're they're an independent production company they're interested in buying basically they want paramount they want they want to run they want to have a movie studio maybe some tv studio stuff as well the best way to do that might be to buy national amusements the company that owns all the paramount stuff so that skydance can definitely keep the studio axe some of the stuff sell some of the stuff that they don't want um and, and let me return to the word axe get rid of the things that aren't working now near and dear to our heart for star trek discovery here article after article after article notes that paramount plus has never been profitable they are losing less money but they still do not have a formal business plan to reach profitability paramount plus will be one of the things that gets closed down period so through that lens pete to think back to march how could they cancel the show and it's going to come out in 2024 some of it might be as table dressing for 2024 is probably the year Paramount Plus ceases to be a service, period.
1: It's shocking to think that Star Trek Discovery launched CBS All Access. And now Star Trek Discovery could be the end of Paramount Plus. Um, 2017, we bring Star Trek back to the small screen, triumphant air that first episode on CBS, turn on your Paramount Plus, which was then, of course, CBS All Access. Watch episode two now. Have vivid memories of doing that. And here we are. And, you know, Picard and, you know, the Short Treks and Lower Decks and Strange New Worlds, yet Paramount is a dumpster fire. And... Boy, Matt! Now you've had Prodigy uh, resuscitated by Netflix. I, I gotta think their their inventory, if you will, is is gonna wind up there. And I think
0: the question is, what is the inventory? Which is to say, look, we have enjoyed to varying degrees, but we have enjoyed all of these shows. Um, that have been made in the Kurtzman era, all, all the Star Trek shows. But Star Trek is the property that could not make a streamer profitable. So I really do think, and this is, I have not read this. This is just my guess. I really have to think that if and when new ownership comes in, look, if you're if Paramount as it exists right now was interested in selling, for example, BET as a channel, I don't know why new ownership, maybe they have a plan, for star trek one option could just be sell it to someone sell it to another sell it all sell the catalog sell the everything whether it's you know to a to a a tech slash tv company your netflix your amazon your apple sell it to a legacy studio um but just sell it in exchange for whatever the price would be 1 billion 2 billion i don't know what the value of star trek is particularly seeing as how it has not Ultimately, added positive value to Paramount Plus in terms of making money. Um, but I feel I, I feel like that is on the table from my perspective. Again, I have not read chatter one way or another. In fact, Pete, it almost breaks my heart every single time I read one of these articles. Three quarters of the time, they don't even mention Star Trek. Star Trek has a property. Star Trek has a show with multiple shows on Paramount Plus. It, it's kind of heartbreaking, um, and I don't know if that's good because if I find out tomorrow star trek the entire catalog is being sold is being sold to apple i kind of feel like that's good stewardship and that's a company that's going to kind of get out of the way and just going to be like hey now we put star trek on every iphone not micromanage you know this story point or that story point but it's a wide open future here across all star treks particularly you know with still months and months to go until discovery season five comes out
1: this is not a little engine that could this is a 60 plus year legacy tv and film franchise that this now i mean paramount was a was a great brand at one point but you know mismanaged uh and the this streamer you know we we say all the time its infrastructure is the worst we deal with the worst um Their PR might be even worse. Uh, And those who we're talking about know who we're talking about. So, um, I mean, Matt, what's equally wild, and I may have blown your mind last month, uh, it's been two years since season four of Discovery started.
0: Which is something else. Something you not need, Something that is not unique to Star Trek is the idea of these long waits between seasons. And I think at a certain point, Hollywood's going to wake up and say, the wait time is crazy. The reason that we are losing audience members is not because people tire of the, the, the old thing and want the new shiny thing. It's when there's super long waits, which, oh, by the way, waits that people cannot contextualize. You know, like if you sit and go, why was succession off between seasons three and four? oh COVID okay gotcha understood um but when you know when there's these inexplicable things now Pete I will say some people in perhaps ignorance might be listening to this saying but wait the strike no 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 let's not forget it was March of last year that they announced it was now a final season and that they were going to go back and do some new filming in April it's funny Pete listening back to that March podcast we were saying are they going to film like a whole new episode is what's it going to be do they add to the episode do they do two episodes to wrap it up no they filmed for two days so this is literally like five eight ten maybe 12 minutes of new footage at the very very end which is what it is uh but this has sat i mean pete if they shot it it was written right and i mean you want to tell me and they shot it in april when was the writer's strike late may yeah okay so like
1: yes the writer's strike started in may uh the actor's strike strike started in july
0: so again just the point being if you looked at the footage and said ah we need to clarify three more lines hey writer go write a new thing guess what if you film for two and a half days you can review the footage and make the tweaks you need to hey sonequa we need you to get in front of a microphone and loop some new lines and so on and so forth all i guarantee what we're gonna see in April, twenty twenty four was done in April 2023, period. Then add to it, Pete, a a thing I had forgotten until I went back and listened to that podcast from March. We were promised last March a year of Discovery celebration ahead of the final season. Here we are, Pete, six months easily, more than six months into that year of Discovery celebration. When's the last time Star Trek asked you to think about
1: Discovery? Well, you don't consider the month of release announcement and a poster and a clip, uh, a celebration, Matt
0: personally, I don't. And it gets back to that PR thing that they sold you on a beautiful idea. And then, you know, promptly forgot about it. Look, is it great that at the Brazil comic con recently, they, they did those things. Sure. That's wonderful. Um, but i don't know i pete here's my greatest fear my greatest fear is since most if not all of discovery has come out in the nebulous number period you know we're not really tracking numbers We're not really publishing numbers my worry is season five is going to come out and it's going to be like look here's the evidence that it's a barely watched show so therefore now elements are now you know star trek discovery is now considered uh it's gonna have some certain toxicity to it i don't mean in the whole troll troll sense i mean just even purely in terms of a business sense uh nobody likes star trek discovery yeah because you made the audience wait two years between season four and season five in that time has star trek evolved a little bit has stranger worlds kind of clarified how best we want new and old and nostalgia and 21st century and all that together sure but that doesn't mean i'm not excited for disco but I lose a little excitement every day that we get deeper and deeper into the now two plus years since last we had new disco.
1: I'm heartened in that they're getting an opportunity to end it, that it didn't just stop. And they told them, well, that's it. It, It's done. The show is over. But as you've just explained, it's pretty much going to be like a super quick bow Unless we get a sense that they knew the show was coming to some sort of natural conclusion. I mean, it will be seven years uh, by the time that it's airing since the show began to run. And five seasons, this is a miracle by any metric these days. But again, the name Star Trek is on this, and there's an expectation that comes with that. And you know, lower decks Matt now has equaled discovery. Like let that not blow your mind for a minute. Yeah. Um, okay. Like if, if someone ran up to someone on the street and said, okay, name, name the two shows that didn't run for seven seasons, (laughs) um, that aren't, uh star trek enterprise like that's a tough question
0: yeah still i mean i feel i feel disheartened by some of this reflection but star trek fans know better than anybody else a couple of things first of all when it's the end of the road for us star trek or for star trek as a property it's only just getting beginning add to that you know the academy series taking place in the same time period weirdly pete this might seem like a weird connection and i actually have not i must admit i have not done the research on this but i don't know if you saw over the summer there was like a little pop culture blip where former disney channel stars were on instagram explaining like look disney would rename shows every three years so that way technically it was a new show and they could get certain financial things like, we don't need to pay you 100% because we're canceling, I don't know the names of the show, we're canceling Hannah Montana, but now we're doing a brand new show called Hannah Montana, The College Years, and we're hiring everybody new to it, but we're going to pay you season one salary, not season four salary, stuff like that. I mention that, Pete, because I will acknowledge this. Fact, Paramount Plus is not making money. Fact, Discovery has got to have the most expensive cast out of all of these star trek shows in part because they had to build everything up from scratch probably picard was in near second place but let's not forget that tng crew was not in most of the tng crew was not in most of the picard episodes so i bet if we looked money-wise the actors in discovery are being well paid appropriately paid for their for what they bring to the screen for their experience and so forth but the Academy series may be a way to go, oh, renegotiated Professor Burnham rate and special five out of ten episode guest appearance by Dr. Colbert and things of that sort to make the money work, which which could be a disco season six of sorts the way Picard season three was the next generation movie we didn't get and things of that sort so the academy series could be disco the next generation disco to be continued that sort of thing
1: i mean we've already heard from followers on twitter watchers of the show i'm worried we're not going to get enough of the supporting uh bridge crew that we've come to know and love that we're not going to get to elevate them and i proposed maybe they come over um you know uh we have mary wiseman on the poster which i did not expect after they'd kind of like distanced in the fourth season and pete after she asked to leave the show let's let's be clear about that too because there's
0: When she left, there was a lot of wringing of hands. How could the show do this? She asked to go pursue other things. This This is not me being mean. Fact. The other things did not come together. And she then returned to Discovery. Welcome home. Part of the Star Trek family. But let's not forget, she left because she said, I don't want to do this anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's a reality of the business, um, and I think it's fitting that she would be back here to, to bring this into a, a full sense of completion. Um, you know, this is Sonequa Martin-Green's show start to finish. She was the face that they built around coming off, you know, the phenomenon that was The Walking Dead when it still was. It was the right move. She was the person to uh, to have. And I I just hope, you know, we talk all the time how Star Trek is at its best back against the wall. But again, I I worry about the bean counters. I worry about the position they've been put into. Um, You know, Frakes is involved. Apparently it's like a two part towards the end. Um, and he was up there in Toronto for that. So that gives me a lot of confidence. Um, but at the same time, like, all right, we're bringing in Canadian based, uh, Callum Keith Rennie as a regular in the, in the fifth season here as a Navaran, uh, Starfleet captain, uh, you know, to, to kind of propel the new story i i don't know we were also promised like oh we're gonna take it super episodic but now there's like this indiana jones thing go get a thing to unlock some secret and there's some scallywags on the other side who who want it to like all right it could be compelling but i don't see the episodic nature you were talking about
0: I, I do think that, you know, you know, it's funny, the cycle of things, and I've spoken about this before in our, on our Star Trek podcasts and Star Trek discussions, being a teenager who grew up watching, being a preteen and teen during Next Generation, all of a sudden Deep Space Nine is doing all these different things and being really turned off by it for, you know, certainly for most of Deep Space Nine's original run, I was not watching, period. <laughs> Um, because it was the dark show that had confusing stories because sometimes they connect from week to week and all of that give me episodic um and kind of here we are again where though all those criticisms could apply to discovery and i think that from a fun factor we have enjoyed stranger worlds more um but i do wonder when it's all said and done and it's not this week's discovery is the only new star trek you're getting this week or this season is the when it's when it's a little less precious maybe there'll be the ability to go back and again we've both enjoyed discovery quite a bit but maybe maybe star trek fans will look back at discovery the way there's been this reappreciation of deep space nine the best star trek series and you go back in x amount of time and say my goodness these big story arcs and these big swings that they're taking and these really it's big 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 um and how maybe that's a little less cozy on a on a rainy afternoon when you just want one little star trek offering as you have your tomato soup or whatever but here we are again where it's like discovery is i feel like discovery is poised to have the reputation as the next deep space nine in that ilk in part because it has some of the same Criticisms or quote-unquote criticisms uh, that Deep Space Nine had in the 90s.
1: Well, holding up that mirror to our society, Discovery's never been more effective. Funny that the show that began life as Game of Thrones, but in the Star Trek universe, and and yes, even from the first words spoken on the show, are jabbing The politics of our age um but in its characters in its representation uh has held up every bit to the star trek ideal that we've come to know and love in the last 57 years and
0: to bring things fully back to the optimistic here uh the corporate intrigue is interesting you know but again been there done that a Desilu show sold to Paramount. Paramount has had, Paramount has had its ups and downs, uh, you know. Phase two launching a fourth network, then not. Then, you know, syndicate is then Fox is going to buy Next Generation, then syndication instead. All of this shall come to pass. Star Trek remains evergreen, um, and regardless of where the property ends up, you know, there is nothing. None of those none of those factors are reasons why uh, the fifth and final season of discovery can't be also the best season of discovery with characters that we really care about with the storyline that we really care about uh, taking place in a time that is new and exciting and where we don't know all the rules and all the politics and all the technology and all of that just brims with the star trek
1: potential it does and you know well, I'm not wild on the little clip they gave us, which is CGI monster and try to get a MacGuffin. Um, feels a little bit too more of the same that hasn't been the best of Star Trek Discovery. I think of like some of the beginning of season four when they were on Moth World. Um, it's this family that, uh, you know, Michael Burnham has has found and become the head of uh, and that her mother also wound up in uh, the, the future with her, that, that she still has her. And from time to time we check in and I'm super hopeful we can, you know, again, round that out, want to see what happens with Saru and, you know, uh, the, the president of Navarre, I think, you know, that can be a lot of fun. Um, and you know how we get to some sort of ending with this, this last adventure. Um, I don't know. I would have ever seen this show going five seasons necessarily with the, with the broadness that it had. Um, and then you consider like each season's been kind of like a soft reboot of the show. Um, so yeah, I mean, super enthusiastic and, you know, interested to see it just, I want to see it. I want to see them do these characters justice and correctly you know it's no secret there are people who make a point to come out and bash new tv star trek that it is not star trek when it is actually every bit of star trek as other star trek uh we all know why they do this um but You know, I'm worried that stuff is going to uh, in some way tarnish what this show has accomplished.
0: Certainly, as we get into the spring and, for example, there's a release date, not just a release month, uh, we'll be updating our Discovery feed. Uh, Certainly, if there's news between now and then, we'll keep the Discovery conversation going uh in the interim you know we talked at the top about some of the other things that we'll be podcasting in the in the the near term but uh Pete just that in, in the background that countdown for uh for the return of Star Trek Discovery the foundation of modern Star Trek and uh a big part of our podcasting adventure since uh since 2017 which is crazy
1: I mean we were Making that decision the moment it was uh, decided that we would podcast the show and though, you know, we formed up over the Marvel stuff like Star Trek is home to us. And, uh, you know, Starfleet Academy, Section 31, once a series, now a a movie, um, Strange New Worlds, anything that's that's coming next, uh, we intend to, to be there. And
0: Pete, our thanks as always to our other foundation, those who support us on patreon.com slash fantastic And of course, a reminder that whether you are a patron or not, uh, that post for Pete's nomination on the gray list is there. So we ask that you, that you check that out. Certainly.
1: Yes. I want to thank you again for even putting up with my over the top ask here. Uh, it takes seconds to be able to uh, put that nomination in. Um, And uh, yeah, just super, super grateful. Thank you. Well, Pete, let's keep the hailing
0: frequencies open when it comes to Star Trek. How can people be in touch with you on social media?
1: You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on threads. You can find me on Blue Sky, at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 12,600 followers, can't be wrong.
0: And while I'm personally on Twitter is looking back lost, do be in touch with the podcast, comment on fantasticgeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, and Threads, where we are a Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, P,
1: there's more! Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek, with a PH, all one word, like it today. As mentioned at the top, our
0: pop culture podcast feed returns next weekend as we dig into episodes of Marvel Studios' What If... Uh, beyond that, looking forward to Echo in January. With that, though, Pete, I will say adios to all listeners and give you this final discovery reflection word. Let's fly.